This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody, it is Thursday which means it's time for episode 16 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and I'm joined as ever by Gary. How are we getting on? I'm not too bad at all my friend, how are you? I'm wonderful, you know, apart from the fact that my club is dead and everything is, you know, everything's terrible. And if social media would have you believe, then everything's gone to shit and we're going to, you know, end up in the conference within six months and all the rest of it. But we'll um, we'll get into that shortly. Um, but, you know, I'm still over from Saturday. I mean, yes, obviously, Saturday was uh, was a really enjoyable evening. Thank you for, for having me along. It was, uh, as you know, as, as we mentioned last week, it was Gary's 40th birthday last week. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a enjoyable evening on Saturday with uh, a live band and, and plenty of booze. So you met some fans, I believe. I did. Yeah. It was always, it's always odd. Um, a couple of people sort of said, you know, oh, thanks for, you know, thanks for doing the pod, really enjoying it. And it was a bit, I don't know. It's, it's quite strange because um, a lot of the stuff that I do outside is, you know, outside of it, that's kind of in the public space is, is with the gaming stuff, which is obviously quite far reaching. Um, so it's rare that I get face to face interaction with people that that uh, consume the content and stuff. But um, yeah, it was it was really good to see you know people sort of coming up, and it was uh, it was quite a nice feeling. So thank you for everybody that's uh, you know that said hello. Um, and uh, I yeah, it, it does you know it does mean a lot to us that we're you know people sort of say that they enjoy what we do, even though essentially according to one review on iTunes, it's just two blokes talking bollocks about Lincoln City, which is uh, I think the best review possible, really. It's what uh, talking bollocks is probably what I do uh, for a majority of, of of my time while I'm awake. Um, but I'd also <laughs> uh, I'd like to pass on personal thanks to everybody that came uh, to my party. I know a few people are listening and um, got lots of lovely cards, presents, which I didn't expect. And thank you for everybody that's contributed to my six day headache. <laughs> Yeah, so um, just want to say as well quickly, um, some people have made us aware there were a couple of audio issue issues last week, um, early sort of first part of the podcast. Um, we think we've ironed out a cause of it, so um, fingers crossed everything's all right this week. But uh, I mean, at least it's not as you know bad sound quality wise as the uh, the Allen special, which uh, I have I've definitely figured out for future specials what to fix on that one. Um, but. 
we'll jump into uh, we'll jump into the game. Uh, the first game of the week was obviously uh, Mansfield, and uh, I think we sort of had differing opinions on on some of it. Uh, I didn't think the first half was too bad. I know you you sort of found it a little bit on the dull side. Um, yeah, um, I, I didn't think it was you know it was awful. I think it was. Uh, I did want to say one thing actually because I know you you retweeted something that I posted. Um, and then I think you got a bit of an earful from it from somebody. Um, but yeah, I, I said at the time um, that, you know, it was in the, the heat of the moment really where uh, I think I said that the when Flickcroft said that he wanted a strong referee, um, he actually meant a referee that gives Mansfield everything. Uh, it kind of came at a point where there were a lot of fouls being, being given erroneously. I thought it was a bit... Um, I, I thought it was a bit, a little bit one-sided, um, but I think the referee had a very good, you know, very good second half, and I think ultimately the game was was a really good second forty-five minutes, um, and a decent, you know, I hate using the term, but we've had two of them this week, but like you know, a really good advert for League Two football, um, and I think uh, it, you know, you, you get that goal in, in the eighty-fourth, eighty-fifth minute, and you think, oh, we're, we've done it, lads, we've done it, we beat the scabs, you know, it's going to be brilliant, and then. Unfortunately, they pop up with uh, with a decent strike at the end. Um, I mean, there's no you know, there's no beating about the bush. It was a decent strike. Whether the ball should have been able to get to him in order for him to have that strike, yeah, it's debatable. But um, overall, I think one all was a fair result. And uh, for those of you that listened to Radio Lincolnshire on Friday night, Gary did in fact predict a one all uh, draw. So uh, two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row, mate. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game as a whole? Yeah, like I said, when I, when I say the first half's turgid, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we played badly. I think it, it wasn't a spectacle um, that you would pay to have streamed into your living room because it was two teams with certain game plans. Theirs was all about that solid back three, occupying certainly John Akindi. Shea McCartan wasn't close enough to him in that respect. So we, we offered very little going forward. We got some joy on the flanks, which again, we, we called in the pod. I think um, Bruno should really have scored when the keepers come out. John's closed him down well. Balls ended up at Bruno's feet and, you know, it wasn't really a cross or a shot, but that's Bruno. You know, he's um, he, he's sublime. And if he had finishing in his repertoire, he'd be playing where Raheem Sterling is. So I think... I thought then in the second half, yeah, we came out, yeah. we did very, very well. I thought that we coped with their threat. Now, let's, let's not forget the second half, they had £5,000 a week striker um, playing up front who barely got a sniff. So to say that it was turgid, I don't mean that we were playing badly because we kept him occupied. We kept CJ Hamilton occupied, who I was politely told on the radio was actually their star man and not the kid I called who was sat on the bench all afternoon. Um, but we played really well. And we people say, oh, we spurned too many chances. Well, yeah. We created a lot of chances. We created a lot of chances against a team that don't give away a lot of chances. Um, and, you know, there's <sighs> created chances don't win your games, but without them, you don't win games. And I, I, I know that kind of sounds odd, but if we're creating chances, I'm not as worried as if we weren't. And we were creating chances and we did miss some. And yes, John Akindi did miss one, but I thought overall he was a handful all afternoon. Um, things changed when we brought Matt Green and Matt Reed on. And there's a reason for this. People think, well, we brought Matt Green and Matt Reed on and we scored. Yes, we did. Um, but that's because Mansfield went to a 4-4-2. 
rather than three five two. So what that does is if you play Reed and Green against three defenders, the honest shout is we're shit. Because they can double up on Reed and they can mark Green. And that that's it. That's the game plan gone. So we had to occupy them in another way, which is why we had John with the play player behind him. When they go four four two, Reed and Green's effective. So they went four four two. And what the first thing Danny did is go, I'll tell you what we'll do, we'll bring Reed and Green on. And it worked. But you can't play him against three at the back. That's why they it looked different when they came on. We scored the goal. We should have won the game. Yeah. We didn't throw the game away. I mean, I use that terminology in the blog. That you know, we didn't go, here's the game, Mansfield. They they came as and they scored. Yeah. And that's why they're fourth. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's the thing that people have uh, kind of, a lot of people have said, oh, you know, we, we, we pissed that up the wall or anything like that. But I, I think the fact is that they they wanted that. They wanted to get a result. And I think some teams would have let their heads drop. Some, you know, some teams would have just let us play and just gone, oh, fucking hell, yeah. You know, we're, oh, we've come to Lincoln, we've come to Central Bank, they've scored a late goal again. That's it, we're knackered. But to, you know, D- yeah, credit Mansfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was felt dirty to say. Um, credit to him. I thought you know they 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 gave it a decent go, and I think uh, Flickcroft's antics aside, I think it was um, you know it was played in, in primarily the right spirit. I think it was a you know it was a decent game, um, second half particularly, um, and I think ultimately, I think a draw was fair at the end of it. Um, I actually think we were worth the win, but I thought their back three were incredible. Yeah. Um, I took some stick from one of their fans kind of saying, well, we were a lot better than you were. But in truth, aside from their goal, they didn't really create anything in the second half and we did. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's the thing when, you know, when you know your keepers had one save to make all half and then the other thing he's had to do is pick the ball out the back of the net. It's, it's a little bit telling, but Mm. Um, I do think yeah. to walk the ball in a little bit. I mean, Bruno is probably one of the worst defenders and he's good enough to get himself into the sort of positions where he can get a shot off. But, you know, we've seen it from Shea as well. We've got some players who love to carry the ball forward. Mm. Um, Harry too. But, you know, we're, we're getting to the byline and we're looking to come back round. And it's like we're trying to play a computer game from 20 years ago where the ball's stuck to the foot. And <laughs> you know, I feel that in some instances we're doing John an injustice because the ball isn't being delivered into the sort of areas where he thrived for Barnet. So what we're when he is getting the chances, don't get me wrong, you know, he's 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 forcing saves or he's just missing the targets so the goals aren't going in, but it's I think it's a collective. But I don't think we played badly at all. Um, I thought we, we handled a very, very good and expensively assembled Mansfield side well. Yeah, totally. And I think um the thing that you, you say about John getting the ball in the right areas, I think there was a couple of instances where <laughs> Long ball's probably not the right word to use, but there was a ball that was played th- uh, played through and it kind of either just came around the side of him or it just dropped over his shoulder. And there was one move where he, the ball came over his shoulder and he just he brought it down killed it. like it was nothing, just killed the ball completely dead um, and forced a save, you know, and forced a corner. Um, and that's the kind of that's the kind of glimpse where you just go, oh, hang on, maybe if we play to his strengths we might, you know, something might happen. Something might start to click. Yeah. Um, but John, yeah, you know. We've, we've said it on air before. John Akindi's not Matt Reed, and John Akindi's not Matt Green. He's half and half. Mm. You know, we, we've we, we kind of, we've established that. Um, 
but he can't be in two places at once like Matt Green and Matt Reed can. And because the modern game dem- yeah. almost demands that your second striker is able to occupy the deep line midfielder for the opposition, um, it isolates centre forward. And it's not unique. If you, if you watched without the Lincoln glasses on and you started watching the opposition, certainly at Exeter, for instance, Jaden Stockley, okay, I know he's got some goals. So it's, you know, it's, it's the sort of analogy that's going to be taking the piss out of me. But some of Exeter's problems in terms of going forward are because Stockley's in one place and then the second striker mm. is lying deeper to occupy the Michael O'Connor of this world or, or, or the, the last night which was going to move on to it, Danny Gardner, who's a phenomenal player for Carlisle. So it, it's just the way that the modern game's going. Um, you know, I, I desperately, desperately want John to yeah. score a goal desperately, because I can see, I actually think he's getting better week in, week out. Um, he just needs goals. Yeah, I think... Um... So I think that there may have been a little audio blip there, but we'll, if there was, um, basically it was just saying that, uh, yeah, it, it's. I, th- I think I'm equally in the same boat. It's, I, I just want one ball to fall just right, or you know, for for a challenge to be made and and for him to ride the challenge, and and you know, just round the keeper and knock it in. It, it's, it doesn't need to be a massive, you know, thirty yard screamer. Um, it just needs. It just needs to get a goal. And I think um, we'll, we'll come on to um, to Oldham in a second, but there was a couple of moments last night that at the time I was really gutted um, and I was a little bit annoyed, but upon watching the highlights, I think it, it sort of, I've softened a little bit on on what happened. But I think final word on, uh, final word on Mansfield, um, I, I think, like you said, it was, you know, it was a decent performance, uh, particularly in the second half. And I think uh, really, I, it, it really did feel like a loss coming away from the ground, but then by five o'clock, it felt like a good point. Is that is that probably fair to say? That's that spot on. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, right, so we will move on to uh, to Oldham now. Who I just called Carlisle a minute ago, which is because I'm an idiot. So I did, yeah, Oldham. I did think I was like, wasn't he the guy that yeah. got? Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we'll, we'll move on to Oldham. Um, I had the game on iFollow last night, so um, was able to, to watch most of it. And uh, as is my one, when I have a game on iFollow, it seems at the minute when whenever I have a game on the telly, uh, there is some sort of dramatic event, which means that I can rewind it and then put it on Twitter and get all of the all of the uh, engagement, as I believe the kids say. Um, so last night was the sending off of Ishmael Miller, um, which the Oxford, uh, Oxford, Oldham Twitter account <laughs> called, uh, called a 50, 50 challenge. But it's wrong. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah. I, I, now there's, there's an issue here with official Twitter accounts because people were actually in uproar about that, weren't they? Because they, Oldham had put, um, we're baffled. I actually like that little bit of personality, especially when they've got the balls to leave it on there and not delete it. Yeah, I think um, th- there was actually a tweet that they did delete, um, which was shortly afterwards, which I was a bit, uh, I think I, I made, you know, I tried to draw some attention to it, but unfortunately, as I, um, it was, if you bear with me one second, I'll bring my account, uh, my Twitter page up because uh, unfortunately, as I, uh, as I tweeted it out, um, uh, they scored. Um, where was it? <laughs> that... I missed. I actually missed the goal as well. I was uh, there'd been a commotion in the garden, and I thought a fox had got the chickens. Oh, <laughs> hopefully they did. The good news is, Orla, Briar, Reedy, Reedy, and Akindi are all fine. Excellent. So. 
That's good. Not laying though. Um, Might have to bury them. <laughs> oh no. Um, so the uh, yeah the official uh, um, Oldham Twitter account basically when Bozzy made the challenge um, that was a fair challenge and won the ball um, after their striker had stumbled into the box. Um, Ox- uh, I keep saying Oxford. Oldham tweeted, uh, oh, come on, referee, in capital letters, saying uh, that it was a Stonewall penalty. And uh, they deleted that shortly after the fact. So There's a difference between personality and uh, and basically becoming me on a Saturday afternoon, uh, opening myself up to fans of the opposition, because it's the sort of thing a fan would tweet. I think the odd, yeah. the odd thing that, oh, come on, referee, you can't, you can't do that. Not when you're official. No, it's, um, you know, Oxford, Carlisle, Oldham, whoever we were playing, have not got no <laughs> right to, to do that. Excuse me, yeah. especially when you know. Let's face it, Ishmael Miller deserved to be sent off. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Horrible. Uh, it's yeah. You know, I mean, we we've called out keepers from Carlisle and Port Vale this year for doing similar sort of challenges on players. Um, Miller's was 10 times worse. And if one of the three was a red card, uh, and for the record, all three should have been, um, but if one of the three was a red card, Miller's was for dangerous play. Yeah. Reckless. I think that's the, you know, that's the, it is undeniable. I I think anybody that's looking at that, particularly after the fact, I mean, at the time, um, you know, Rob on, on Radio Lincolnshire at the time said, oh, that's a horrendous challenge. Um, and you know, as soon as it happened, um, my wife, uh, just gone to, to make herself a cup of tea cause I'm not making a one during the football. Um, the, she'd, uh, she basically ran in from the kitchen and go, what, 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 what? Cause my immediate reaction was Jesus Christ. You know, it was, it was a really, people have said it was nasty. I, I don't think there was much intent to, to injure or do anything like that, but it was a very, very clumsy tackle that could have caused some some serious damage if it uh, you know if he'd have maybe left his foot in for a split second longer but thankfully he didn't some of the feedback actually says that there might have been some intent to it people behind okay. the goal said that he had a look before he did it and one or two of their fans have actually commented that Miller has always been a bit uh, a bit like that their 22 okay. certainly wasn't happy he certainly knew no, it straight away, yeah. yeah. Straight away, as soon as that happened, he just he, his his arms were straight up, weren't they? But ten men, and we didn't we uh, we didn't capitalise, did we? No. So I think um, the first thing that you know after the game, um, I think I'd, I'd text you and I just said that was that was frustrating. It was two points dropped. I think there's a big difference between um, a lot of things that are being said at the moment. Like I think it's easy to sit there and say yes, it was two points dropped because essentially. It was. They were there for the taking, um, and I think it was a. Uh, it, I don't know. It was a, a misstep um, in some respects when it came to. Uh, the, I don't want to say you know tactically because it's not it's not my place to say that, um, but I think there were some decisions that maybe I was left scratching my head a little bit. Um, Tell me about oh, them, and I'll explain them to you. Okay. Personally, I would have liked to have seen a couple of changes made a little bit earlier. Um, I understand, you know, that there are there are reasons for, for the things that, that are done. I think, um, I actually think that, you know, Reedy coming on for, um, for Harry was actually the right move at the time. Um, I've seen a lot of people giving it the big one about, oh, why do you do that? They're not the same player. It's like, yeah, but... 
we, you know, they were down to 10 men. We needed to try and capitalise. And the way you do that is by throwing another striker on and seeing if you can get a goal. Yeah. I'll, I'll explain that one to you. Um, what basically happened, because they only had Sam Surridge up front, they then didn't need to occupy, our fullbacks didn't need to kind of um, help out at the back because Surridge was just occupying the two centre-halves, which incidentally he did very, very well. Uh, mm. they, they effectively went to 4-4-1. So when it's gone four four one, we only need the two centre backs. So in order to overload going forward, our wing backs or our full backs effectively become wing backs. Now when they're playing further forward, we then don't need the wide players because they can't play in the same area of pitch. So basically, we then took Bruno and Harry into what probably those over the age of fifty would call inside right and inside left. So you're almost playing with with four up front, you're almost playing a a 4-2-4 or even you could argue a 2-4-4 to a degree. But Harry's no good when he doesn't have grass to run into. Now, that's not a criticism of Harry because what he does, he does very well. But, I mean, it's you go back to the likes of Michael Owen, you go back to the likes of Darren Huckabee, players who are phenomenal. But if they don't have space behind somebody to run into, it starts to take away from what they're about. Matt Green's another one. With all fairness, Matt Green likes space to manipulate. So yeah. one, we'd, once we knew that it was going to be very compact in that kind of final third, it was always going to be the sort of game where a Matt Reed or somebody comes on where their advantage isn't in running into space because Matt Reed's advantage isn't running into anything at all. Um, it's he's, he's like a, a cross between a netballer and a footballer in that when he gets the ball, he stands on the spot and rotates looking for the pass. Again, not a criticism. <laughs> that's what he does. But that's why Reed came on. And when Harry went off, it meant that effectively Neil Erdley was coming in and, and all of the weight really was then on the two midfield players, Tom Pett and Michael O'Connor, because it's then up to them to make sure that they're providing the balls out into the right areas. And that's that was where basically we fell down because they both had average games. Yeah. I think um, for me, I, I personally felt that, um, you know, uh, I, I felt that Tom Pett had, had one of his quieter games for us. I think yep. he was, uh, it, it, I don't like using the phrase he was anonymous or he went missing, but he he, he definitely wasn't the player that, you know, we saw in the, those sort of early games and he was, you know, challenging for player of the month every month and, and that sort of, you know, that, that go-getter. Um, he had a shoulder injury, to be fair. Um, Has he? Yeah, he was carrying a shoulder injury into yesterday's game. Not the sort, okay. not a serious one to rule him out, but certainly enough just to. And that's not making excuses for him. He didn't play well. Um, but I, I did have a chat with with somebody from the club earlier today who said um, who said, yeah, petty has been carrying a, a a slight knock, and obviously with Lee's knock as well, it's the lesser yeah. of two evils. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. There was something that, that didn't seem to be quite clicking last night. And um, I mean, let's let's take nothing away from, from their goal. I thought their goal was, was really well taken. Uh, it was a clean strike. I think there doesn't seem to be a lot of criticism about the fact that at the minute we are struggling to keep clean sheets. Um, it seems to be heavily focused on certain elements of our attack um there are you know i think we've we've made no bones about it in the past where we stand on a lot of that but i i think if you're going to be you know if you're going to start 
looking to not place blame because I don't like I don't like using you know blame as a as a culture or anything like that. But if you want to start looking at things and going well. Where is it that we're struggling at the minute? You know, what what is it that we're not doing? What is it that's not happening? We're not keeping clean sheets. And ultimately, if you don't keep clean sheets, you've suddenly got to score two goals instead of the one, you know, to win a game. So, yeah, I, I don't like sitting here and going, oh, well, we were crap in this area, we were crap in this area, because it's not, you know, I, I do know better myself. And ultimately, it's, it's one of those where it's... It, I don't want to sound like an armchair fan, but you've got to look at the areas where things are repeatedly happening. And I mean, I, I can't really remember the last game that I saw where we kept a clean sheet. Um, I'll probably be reminded of it very quickly, but I mean, your thoughts on that, is it is it something that we've, that people are overlooking too quickly or, because I think some people have actually, in fairness, in the in the wave of criticism that spawned from last night, a couple of people have said, "Well, yeah, okay, maybe Vickers could have done better with their goal." But personally, I thought it was a really good strike. So yeah, I think the last clean sheet we kept was Crew at home, wasn't it? When we beat them one 0 possibly. And, uh, um, yeah, I think, but, that's, I think that's two. Yeah, do you know what? I'd, I'd probably, I think we are struggling for clean sheets. I think um, we've got to. We've, it's hard when we start saying we're not doing this right because each game presents a different challenge. So it's all right to say we're not keeping clean sheets, but if you're playing a team that have scored in every game so far this season, the likelihood is that they're going to score against you. If we're playing a team that don't score in four or five games and then they come and start scoring, then you begin to realise that the problem is further reaching. Um, each challenge is different. It's like a different level on a computer game. You know, you don't you don't use the same tactics to beat every single level otherwise it's repetitive now that's not making mm. excuses my own thoughts on last night are that no key areas we didn't play well let's be honest I don't think Bozzi and Shackle were quite as domineering as they should have been I think considering mm-hmm. there was one up front Sam Surridge gave him a real run around and he's, he's a player I've admired for a long while I think the two midfielders didn't play particularly well um, but it's always you know the the way to blame is always going to be on the guy who's paid to put the ball in the back of the net incidentally if John hadn't been an honest player and had gone down, it would probably have been ten men within what five ten minutes of the start. So, yeah. Um, but don't forget, November the twenty seventh last year, everybody was on Matt Green's back, saying he should be dropped, saying we should bring this player in and we should bring that player in. Um, yeah. So going back onto that, mm-hmm. let's look at this little run because uh, do you know what you've you've kind of said there about is it you know what what are my thoughts on the clean sheet situation my my, my thoughts overall and do you know what I'm going to I'll mention him by name because I get on well with him and I'll know it's not personal Craig Robertson um mm-hmm. last night on Twitter obviously started talking about the form guide now it's the first mm-hmm. time really I've ever seen the form guide used as a way of of kind of having a pop at the club. And I get the point that Craig's making is, are we in a blip or are we, is this our level? Are we actually, well, we're certainly not 17th in terms of, you know, the form guides being a little bit harsh there, but we were ninth in the form guide going into last night's games. So is that our level? I would point out that in actual fact, a draw at Oldham is not a bad result. In context, a man down, let's not forget, They lost Danny Gardner as well, who's a very, very good player. With those factors Mm -hmm. taken into consideration, we should have won. And we Mm -hmm. could, we would perhaps have won had we 
had our midfielders been on form, had our you know had we not conceded the goal. But you look at Mansfield; that's a good result. Don't get you know a draw with Mansfield is not just because we were the home side. We've got no God-given right to beat a team that are paying five thousand pound a week for a centre forward. So that's not a bad result. Before that, we beat Forest Green and we didn't play very well. Now, I saw an argument where somebody was going, well, we didn't play very well against Forest Green and we won that. And we played well against Mansfield. We didn't take our chances. Well, which one is it? Which one do you want? Do you want us to play badly and win games or do you want us to play really well and then we don't take our chances? For me, the moaners are making that fit their argument. That's four points from two of the promotion favourites with us in Forest Green and Mansfield. And people are taking elements from each in order to batter the club. Why do you take this element? Well, we managed to ride the storm against Forest Green and get on the right side of a result 2-1. And we didn't have the best first half against the strong Mansfield side. And for one free goal, we took our chance and we kept knocking on the door. So why not take the positives? The damage was done Mm. in the Carlisle and Cambridge doubleheader. And we've discussed that on here. You know, Cambridge, I'm not going to talk about Ellis's sending off again, but for me, that game was fundamentally ruined by a bad refereeing decision. And when we played Carlisle, that game was fundamentally ruined by a lack of any refereeing decisions at all, where we should have had two penalties. I'm not going to go on about watered pitches, but we should have clearly had two penalties. And okay, that's football. It's happened. So we've dropped the points. What people are moaning about now is a result of those matches and obviously the, the Colchester game, which hands up, you know, we, they, they were a good side. But that's what, that's why I'm, I'm a little bit confused. We're moaning about taking five points from nine and okay, that's not title winning, but five points from nine would have you in the top three or four, maybe at the end of the season. And to use yeah. the form guide to go the last six games, we're 19th, Grimsby are even above us. You know, I, I like you, Craig. You're a nice. You, I say you're a nice guy. I don't know. I don't. I don't meet you. You're controversial. But to pull the form guide out, I'm sorry, is utter bollocks. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it is easy to to sort of say, look, we're in a bad run of form. We are in a bad run of form. There's no, you know, in terms of if you're looking purely at those stats, yes, we are. But like you say, draw against Mansfield. I. I would have taken a draw going in. I think we said that, you know, we said as much last week. I said it would be it would be one of those days where it'll either be a really tight game or something's going to click and we'll roll them over. Now, f- unfortunately, it wasn't the latter, but I think the the thing for me is that we're still taking points. You know, we're still picking up points and the conversations that, you know, people have around me at the game or you know when we when we're talking to each other as we queuing to walk out the ground still um we're sat there and we're saying you know if we can if we can average two points a game you're going to be up there like there's no there's no arguments and at the minute the start we had to the season was so good and was so strong that we've you know we've almost given ourselves a bit of a cushion and we're at that point now where that cushion has been slightly eroded but other teams have had, you know, bad starts to the season. We had an excellent start to the season. And you're not going to win every game, every week, scoring six goals. You, you're just not. It's never happened before. It never will again, except maybe in the, you know, sort of Sunday League games or the Scottish Premier League or something like that. It's never going to happen in in this league, particularly. Um It's a cliche. People say it all the time on the radio. They say it all the time on the TV and other podcasts and stuff. It's a tough league. And when you have a team like Mansfield that come set up shop, play, you know, I personally, I thought some of their forward play was, was kept 
quite it was quite quite anonymous to be honest i think that they did you know, you know we did a really good job on them mm-hmm. and they popped up at the end and they did what we have done to teams countless times yep. you know it, it's i think you got it spot on when you said you know it was a taste of our own medicine because it was you know we we've done it so many times and we've come away from the game going oh that's amazing i'm so glad we've got like look at look at the mk dons game I was buzzing for about a week after that. I don't. I you could have peeled me off the ceiling on any one of those days, but the fact is, the Mansfield fans will feel like that all week, and we felt a little bit deflated. Now, we'll you know we'll sort of draw a line under under Oldham after. I, I just want to say one more thing on it. Actually, um, I, I alluded to it earlier, and there was a couple of moments last night where watching live at the time, I was I was almost chewing my knuckles off with with frustration um there was one chance where john got into the penalty area and it almost looked like he took one or two touches too much but if you watch it back the defender actually cuts across him really well and makes a really good challenge to get the ball away from him and the second one was in the second half where i think it was on the radio they said it was it was harry but i think it was shay that got the cross in um and it looked for all the world like John was two yards out and he missed it. But when you watch that back, the defender just gets his foot on it and it takes it away from John. You know, the the way that ball comes across, he, he didn't miss that. The defender did a really good job and the defender took it away from him. Now, the number of people that I've seen, um, and this will actually lead on to the next point, the number of people that I've seen calling for his head, calling for him to be dropped because he missed from two yards out, it's ludicrous. Um, I know you've, uh, you know, we, we sort of spoke briefly before the podcast, and you said there was, you know, you wanted to, you wanted to sound off a little bit on it. And I think the thing is, there was a post on there on on banter, um, which I'm starting to avoid when it gets to, you know, when we have a bad result because it's just, it's just horrendous sometimes. And there was a post on there last night that it, it made me think, you know. Yeah, that that guy's got it right, and um, I can't remember who it was that posted there, but it, it basically said, you know, things are going to happen. Like these these games will happen. People need to understand that, and people need to people need to just get it through the heads that we're not going to win every game, and things will change. You know, things will happen in games where there'll be a bad decision, or you know, a striker will miss a goal, or something like that, and. It's it's this whole we need to immediately get on social media and we need to immediately vent our spleen and you know cut the team down and and say everything was crap when in fairness like you said at the start on paper a draw away at Oldham isn't a bad result. Um, in context it is well, but I yeah I, I I get the I get the point. I mean, I I kind of yeah I do want to vent my spleen a bit. And do you know we're having this conversation now. And we're second in the table yeah. with a game in hand and enough that if we won, we would be top. And I kind of, I understand like, I understand some people. So I, I mentioned Craig's post earlier. One thing I like about Craig and I like about some of the other people um, who I will differ with quite a bit is that quite often they do have a point that they put in the correct manner. Um, you know, they don't just come on going a kindy shit and not even spell his name right, which I saw yesterday. Akeen, A-K-I-N-E, he's rubbish, drop him, bring in Reed, R-E-A-D. Can't spell the players' names, don't bother. Do you know what I mean? Don't even think about criticising them if you can't get the basics right. Um, but I'm, I, I 
I don't like a lot of the witch hunt, and I think it's a modern phenomena is social media. I think mm. if somebody's going to go on and say John Kindy's this or that, I don't know if John Kindy reads social media or not. What is he, 28, 29? I would imagine that he's not glued to his phone that much. He's married. Um, I think she's got a decent job. Do you know what I mean? And Matt Reed probably doesn't know how to turn his Nokia 3210 on. Um, Michael <laughs> Bostwick doesn't have electricity in his wooden cabin by the lake where he wrestles grizzlies. <laughs> you can bet your arsehole that Harry Anderson, Kellen Gordon, possibly Shane McCartan, players like that are going to use social media because they've been brought up with it when they were six or seven or eight or nine years old. It was it was developing, and they've been they've come up with it. It's why me and you like computer games, but the generation mm. before us do not, because the generation before us had, you know, that little tennis thing, best best thing that they've ever seen in their life. But they were, you know, they weren't brought up with it like we were. Yeah, and that's where I worry a bit because um, I I just wonder if these younger players see the sort of urge that goes on social media. And I know people go, well, they shouldn't be on a banter page. Then what is a banter page? Genuinely, what is it? Is that where is that basically just permission to go on and talk utter bollocks? Um, and the, the Lincoln City banter when it was settled was fantastic. And and I am all for the differing of opinions. But I blocked a kid last night on that. I'm not going to say his name because he came on questioning everything. Um, if we don't sort this out, the Cowleys are going to have to go. We're second in the league, you fucking melt. Honestly, what? Oh. Do you know what? I, I did want to vent my spleen. I'm not even going to bother because why would you argue mm. against some of the people that are putting that stuff on? And it doesn't matter. I could say now, you know, criticism, constructive criticism is one thing. And I would hope, and I'm going to lead into a point that you, I think, want to talk about as well. I would hope that constructively I manage, or some people, not just me, but people manage to get a point across without being offensive. And again, I go back to Craig. Craig's very good at that. You know, he'll point out that uh, John Akindi's got this strength or that strength, but it's not being used at this particular time. But I don't know why I, I actually am wasting time mm. on the sort of people that go online uh, and, and just type such and such is shit or somebody had put, get Adebayo Smith in the first team. He knows where the back of the net is. Is it that easy? Is it that easy to go, oh, hang on, he scored a hat-trick for the under-18s. He must be able to score. Football's not like that. You don't just pick your favourite players. You've got to – if it was that easy, we wouldn't have a full-time manager. We wouldn't have – um, statistical analysis we wouldn't have training centers if football was that easy and we as fans break it down and try and make it easy and i'm guilty of it as everybody else we are both you and i we sit here and you know we talk about it and dissect it as if it's something that we live and breathe and we don't not like danny does not like nicky does not like the players do and if you're gonna take any up if i was a player and any players listen to this if you're gonna take heart Anything at all. Take heart of what Danny and Nicky and people who work at the club say. Don't take heart from Ryan, who works behind the counter in the post office, or Jane, who works at the laundry down the road, who, you know, watches a game for 25 minutes and goes, well, he's got the first touch of a axe or whatever. Do you know, I'm done. Mm. I'm done. There we go. No, fair. That's fair. Um, I I do want to comment on that a little bit, and I think um, there was something that was said at, um, and this is completely veering away from football, I once went to a, a book reading from Simon Pegg, 
he of uh, Shaun of the Dead fame. And somebody in the audience, um, clearly being egged on by his mate, sort of went, oh, uh, do you do you think it's, it's fine for people to sell out? And he went, well, how do you mean? And he goes, oh, I don't know, maybe from going from one of the most loved indie comedy shows in the country um, on Channel 4 to suddenly becoming the face or one of the faces of a really big multi-million dollar franchise of films with Tom Cruise in it and them not being very good. And the whole room suddenly just took a big intake of breath as if to say, what are you doing? And Simon Pegg just sort of sat there and goes, well, I think one of the key things is, you know, not really to sit there and, and criticise anybody's decisions for, for what they do and anybody's, uh, you know, reasoning for, for the decisions that they make. I mean, you know, I wouldn't come into to your place of work and tell you what to do. I mean, I'm sure the burgers are lovely. And as soon as he dropped that line, everybody just fell about laughing. And this kid, I have, he, he went, he went redder than the red on our shirts. You know, as soon as you give somebody a platform, apart, I mean, this this kid was obviously there and nobody knew sort of who he was apart from his mates. He had an opportunity to, to take a pop at somebody. And unfortunately, the person that he took a pop at was wittier and funnier and a lot more likable than he was. Now, the problem with social media, a lot of the time, obviously, you know, Facebook aside, because that is you or you know, an approximation of you, a lot of social media has given people this kind of barrier of anonymity. And as soon as you put that that level between somebody, I guarantee everybody that's been posting crap this week, they wouldn't they wouldn't stand there and, and talk to Danny and or or you know or John Akindi. They wouldn't stand there and give him that abuse face to face. And it's that kind of attitude that's like, well, I'm going to sound off because I pay my money and he gets eight grand a week. It's like, well, no, he doesn't for a start. But let's let's look at the bigger picture here. You're being a dick because yes, you've paid your money. Yes, you're entitled to your opinion. And it's this attitude. You know, we, we've said it before. It's this argument of free speech. The problem is with free speech, and a lot of people don't fundamentally understand what it means. Is if somebody, if if you say something, and I don't agree with it, the glory of free speech is that I've I've got the freedom to call you out on it. And there's so many people that don't understand that. And when you start to try and have a discussion with somebody that's just wanting to sound off and have a big rant about something, a lot of the time they'll just resort to you know, oh, it's a banter page. I'm going to call you the C bomb. It's like, well, no, come on, let's have a discussion about it. Let's actually talk about things, and. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff that I've seen on on banter over the past couple of days has just been embarrassing. Um, but then free speech allows them to say it. It does. It does. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not denying that. I just think that, you know, what they need to realise is that free speech will also allow people to call them knobheads for saying it. So um, the, I think the thing for me that I really, you know, that's really starting to strike home is this attitude of, well, we need to get some perspective. Let's look at where we were four years ago. So, okay, right. There are two extremes here. 
The first extreme is, oh, we're shit. We're not going anywhere at the minute. You know, we've not won a game for ages. We've not done this. We've not done that. Akindi's crap. Let's get Green and Reed on together. Let's go back to the old days. Let's go back to the 50s. You know, that whole attitude, there's that side of it. And then there's, well, let's get some perspective. Let's remember where we were six years ago. Let's remember, you know, going to Hayes and Yedding or wherever it was that we went to, you know, let's go, you know, let's go back to Boreham Wood and let's, you know, enjoy those days, you know, on a, on a cold Tuesday night stood in a, you know, in a terrace with about 15 other people. It's like, right, there's a middle ground here. There is a middle ground. There isn't this, we have a God-given right to win every single match that we play. And yes, we've come from some really shitty places, but we are where we are now. Like we, we, we've gone through the crap times. We've gone through the, you know, the non-league exploits of, you know, Lincoln City of, of three or four years ago. We've done all that. We're now where we are in the Football League. We are second in League Two, uh, our second season, you know, back in the Football League. If you'd have said to me four years ago, oh, by the way, Ben, we'll be back in the Football League at some point and first season we'll be uh, beaten playoff semi-finalists and uh, we'll be second in the league in November, I'd have snapped your hand off, you know. And I, I, th- I just think there's this middle ground to be had of, you know, whether it's a case of, we need to understand that, yes, we are going forward and we've got a really strong squad. We we shouldn't be winning every single game every single week because that's that's just not what football is and nobody will ever do that apart from that Arsenal team a few years ago. But at the same time, we appreciate where we've come from and I think everybody has that perspective and I just think there's there's a middle ground somewhere to be had. Fair enough. I think it's probably time to move on because I think we've given these people too much. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'd say given these people, people are entitled to their opinion, but all I would urge is please do think about how you express it, um, uh, in what manner you express it. And uh, I I just, yeah, think of the implications. And I know we'll get called all sorts, you know, snowflakes or whatever, but um, one or two of the players do read it and one or two of the players do take it to heart. And I just think when you're making the complaints and making the wins and you might be contributing to the problem, not just pointing it out so that all your friends press like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's fair. That's probably the, the best place to leave that discussion because um, otherwise yeah, I'll... We're moving yeah, on. otherwise I'll start yeah. having a big rant on the uh, the use of the term snowflake, which is uh, something that... Yeah, I, I'm not even going to go there. I wish I hadn't just said it. Um, go on, <laughs> I think you want to pick something up again, which I'll 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 carry on in a second. Obviously... We've got to talk about JV. We have. Um, so uh, John Vickers, uh, the former, well, I think he'd, he's done pretty much every job apart from the first team manager at this point in the club. Um, he uh, He's admitted to defrauding the club out of just over £35,000 over an 11-year period. Um, it, it's, it's a tough one to read. Um, and I've, I've got to say, your piece on the uh, on the blog was was pretty much spot on. Um, it was excellent, and I think it summed up a lot of the feelings that I had about it. Um, I never really had the the close ties with John as uh, as you did, um, and I think it's it's one that's really difficult to kind of talk about because from a personal point of view and from a purely pragmatic point of view um i have been on the receiving end twice in previous jobs 
um, where somebody has done something that has led to people either not being paid or being underpaid or the reputation of something coming into jeopardy. Um, I mean, there was, there was one, one instance where somebody was running a business and I was working for them. And by the time I'd left within, uh, I think it was within six months, I was owed something in the region of about eight and a half thousand pounds. Um, and they didn't give me a, a penny of it until I threatened to take them to court. And then I did take them to court and I'm still owed a substantial chunk of that, but I'm never going to get it back. Now, from a purely pragmatic point of view, and from that stance, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't want to hear anything in, you know, quote-unquote defence of the situation, because I think, you know, he's... I don't want to use this phrase, but he's going to get what he deserves. Now, unfortunately... We all know that the situation isn't quite as black and white as that um, in terms of everything around it. Like, yes, what he's done has has been done and it's wrong and he's going to face the, you know, face the music for it. Um, and I think you said it in, you know, in the uh, in the piece where you said that you can't condone the actions, but it's um, it, it just hurts to know that something was going on and it, it kind of pushed him down a path that, has ultimately led to this. Um, it's really hard to know what to say. I'm not going to add to it. I just, I've, I've said what I'm going to say. Um, I find any theft from the club reprehensible um, at any mm. stage of our history, uh, whether we're in financial trouble or not. Um, absolutely 100% not going to defend that at all. Uh, but I, I also, on the other hand, know that John Vickers was Lincoln City through and through. Um, he yeah. before I mean, I think the theft started in two thousand and six. I, like many, knew John from ninety six, ninety seven, um, and he was asked to do a Idle Football Club. I, I look, at the end of the day, I'm I, there's no absolutely no defence whatsoever. Uh, I've, I've I've had my I've written what I've written and. That's, I won't comment on it any further. No, that's that's fair. Um, if you haven't read it already, um, the piece on the blog is, you know, it, it's from the heart and it was, I think it's going to sum up a lot of people's opinions on it. Um, there was one tweet actually that um, that I did see in response to it. Um, I'm just trying to pull it up quickly now. Uh, it was uh, from Kai, I think it was, who said... Um, uh, where was it? That it was a well thought out piece, um, perfectly worded on a sensitive matter that seems to be dividing even your own opinions, um, mm-hmm. which I think sums it up. You know, it's it's one that it's somebody that you've got a lot of time for, a lot of respect for, um, but unfortunately, it's it's one of those uh, decisions that's yeah, sorry, yeah, you know, it's one of those decisions that's gonna um, that's always gonna turn things around a little bit. Um, in the worst way possible, but uh... I, I can't help but feel that this is, has been yet another negative pod, and I, <laughs> I don't understand it. I didn't think that we would just be purveyors of misery when we were second in the table with a game in hand, FA Cup second round tie coming up, um, you know, record attendances or average attendance looking 
best in the division and yet we seem to be unhappy someone i, I put a picture on facebook and instagram of myself on uh, rob Matepiece's show while i was moonlighting for another pod uh, on friday and <laughs> um, somebody's just commented that myself and alan long looked as though we were supporting a team in the middle of a crisis and <laughs> the truth is you know is completely different and i just feel that you know you and i tonight have you know to be fair we've we've basically spent about 40 minutes um defending the club and or or or, or defending the club against some aspects of whether it's the support or feedback i mean i don't want to call out supporters the support of shame and we've we've already had our our dressing down from that from um the well in reserves assistant manager <laughs> or whatever it was um who i was I actually found had a, had a very interesting debate with Craig Hobson on Twitter. So to be fair to to Tristan, look, I don't want to, you know, you're you're a Lincoln fan and we disagree, and I get that, and uh, and we fell out a little bit. But um, when Craig Hobson, I think, said that he didn't give a fine fuck what you thought on Twitter, I thought you handled yourself very well several years ago, uh, and that's actually come up and will be included in the fanzine as as part of a different article. So um, yeah, but fan shaming is not something I want to do. Um, people no, have 100%. Different, we have we have differing opinions. We're expressing our opinions on here. The reason that I've mentioned certainly Craig's name tonight is because I know that it's varied debate. You know, I'm 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 not calling Craig out in in, in any way whatsoever because I've got a lot of time for him. He even organised a snowplow to come past my house uh, when I was snowed in, and that was after we'd had a, a rather passionate debate online about I don't know probably Matt Green or something like that last year. So. Um, but we, I'm not into fan shaming and I, I just think all this negativity is is wrong. And I think the reason we were successful in the National League is because everything came together, you know, fans, results, players, everything. And I don't understand yeah. really why we can't do that again. I don't understand why we can't have that togetherness, why we can't look at it and go, we should have won, but we didn't get beat. We are still second. We've got a game in hand. You know, come this time next week, we might be talking about an FA Cup third round tie at Old Trafford. You never know. And I know we've just said about, oh, well, we talk about Ebbs, Fleet and Hayes and where we've come from and it's irrelevant because it's where we are now. Um, yeah, we're on a journey and at the moment we're at the peak of that journey, but it's it's not dying. It's not going away. And, yeah. the, you know, we've lost one in 11, I think. Stats can be made mm. to say anything at all. You can look at a form table, six-game form table, and say we're 19th. Do you know where we are in the 18-game form table? We're second. And mm. I just I just think I'm not going to start saying perspective because it sounds condescending. I'm not going to tell people to get perspective because people's perspective is, is, is what they see and what they see isn't what somebody else dictates to them. But I just yeah. wish that sometimes people saw the same sorts of things that I see. And that's not telling people to think like me. It's telling people to look at the league table and forget the fact that we were average last night. Forget the fact that you know, we were five or three minutes from beating Mansfield or that perhaps we shouldn't have beaten Forest Green. Forget what what should have happened and what shouldn't happen. Think about what has happened and what where we are. And we're second yeah. in the table and we've got an FA Cup second round time. We never used to get to the FA Cup second round. We never used to be in the top three. It's the longest period we've had in the automatic promotion spaces of a football league campaign since the early 1980s. And we're falling out with <laughs> each other. That's, that's, a great, that's a great start. I didn't know that. I made it up on the spot. I'm not sure how long we were in the top three. 
under John Schofield. It, we may have been in the top three longer under John Schofield. It's certainly the longest period of time we've been in first or second um, since the early 80s. I would argue it's probably the longest time we've spent on top of the table uh, since the year that Gilbert Blades packed in, whatever year that was, and it all went belly up quite badly after Huddersfield, I think, on Boxing Day when I was about three and still pooping in nappies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just it baffles me at times, and I know that there's there's key figures at the club who are equally as baffled at the rate that yeah. we're moving forward. I think a lot of it will stem from some of the stuff that we've had, um, particularly around last sort of season when I know you said about um, you had the the fear, as it was, um, when the Ipswich job came up. I think a lot of people have still got this kind of, they've almost got a mentality of like, shit, if we lose a game, Danny's going to leave. It's like, no, he's not. You listened to him after the game last night. He was He was saying, I want everyone to stick together because I know where I want to take this club and nothing's going to stop me. That's the mentality that everybody needs to have. You know, they need to be sat there going, we want to support the team. Like, you're football supporters. That's what you do. You know, you support your team. Like, look at what's happening at Newcastle at the minute. They hate the owner, but they're supporting the team. At the moment, what's happening at Lincoln City, we should be supporting everybody because this is the best time that there has ever been. And you've said it before, this is the best time there has ever been. And certainly in my lifetime, to be a Lincoln City fan. So moving on to Saturday, uh, obviously it's the second round of the FA Cup. What used to be um, the typical Christmas shopping day for a Lincoln City fan has now become a new tradition of actually going to a football match. Um, I think we'll be brief on this one because, you know, to quote another cliche, the form book goes out the window when it comes to the FA Cup. So that might be considered a good thing by certain people that are looking at the form books. Um what do you reckon for Saturday? How do you think? How do you see it going? Do you reckon it's going to be a bit of payback for the uh, for the league game? Yeah, I think we'll win. I think it'll be close. I think maybe two one. Um, I think Green and Reed will start. I think that Danny mm-hmm. will take John and Shea out of the firing line for now, um, rightly or wrongly. And I think it'll be a different game to the one we played. Ashley Addison, I believe, is still cup tied by Fleetwood. He hasn't played. Um, but they, they've told basically told Carlisle that he can't play in the cup, so it removes one of their threats. Uh, the boy um, Bennett, Richie Bennett, will probably be up top for them instead. And he's a bit more burly, played centre half on that Tuesday night, so it'll, it'll be it'll be tough again. It'll be one of those games where they come and sit, and um, we'll try and break them down, much like the second half of Oldham. But they'll have two players up front, so we won't be overloading and. It will just be. I just hope the fans don't get on the players' backs, and I hope that we're in the draw come Monday evening. Yeah, I can't disagree with you too much on that. I think you're right about Green and Reed starting. Um, my only potential problem with that is that you might have the uh, some of the the naysayers go, "Oh well, we told you if that had happened, then they'd score and they'd get all got." But again, that's let's just go jump back to what we've already said. Like let's yeah. put that under the you know let's put a line under that. If they do start, we'll go long ball, we'll go diagonal into Reedy, looking to get the flick ons for Green. Um, but recently, Carlisle have been playing three at the back. If they play three at the back, he won't go 
with green and reed or he might go with green and reed and then they come three at the back and he has to change things quickly if that happens then we could be in for a really scrappy game because um we'll have to explore other options we'll have to adapt during the game so we're a little bit at at carlisle's behest in that we don't know how they're going to set up um so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting it could be a really ugly game or you know yeah, I, I think it'll be close. I think an odd goal will win it either way. Okay. Um, well, that's probably going to do us, in all honesty, um, for this week. Uh, we will finish off with, um, I think we should probably make this a regular feature, uh, Snog, Marry, Avoid, or should we do Shag, Marry, Kill? Which one's which one's the better option for you? Do Shag, Marry, Kill, why not? Shag, Marry, Kill, okay. Um, right, Shag, Marry, Kill, we've got... Uh, let's have a think. Oh, Ooh, here's one for you as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw I had two. I'm just trying to think of the third. So, shag, marry, kill. We've got Steve Evans. We've got Brian Laws, or we're going to have um, Russell Slade. Let's oh, go for it. We had Steve Evans last time. Can't we have Caroline Radford from Mansfield this time instead of Steve Evans? No, because I'm pretty sure, even with the other options on the table, you still wouldn't shag her. No, I know. Um, That's, that was kind of the joke. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say shag Russell Slade because he nearly destroyed Grimsby, and I'm all for that. Uh, marry Caroline Radford because she is minted, and whatever the other one was with Brian Laws because he's a moany bastard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with that as well. Although, uh, yeah, I, I very nearly said something that uh, I f- almost forgot this was going public, so I might get sued for. <laughs> um, but yes, um, that's that's fair enough. I would probably go with the same lineup for the same reasons. Right. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to. If, if you've got some uh, shag marry kill options that you can uh, think of, send us to them on Twitter. Don't just send us three late three names because we'll think you're a bit mad. But. Uh, put in some uh, some suggestions and some questions and everything else and uh, and if you can think of something better than shag marry kill because i'm choosing between three guys um you know like i don't know bathe in acid take for a day at the races have for dinner so i don't know there's something probably more catchy than that but that doesn't involve sexual intercourse i'd be incredibly grateful but that's half the fun gary and it's 2018 mate what's you know Got to be, you've got to be open to a new exp- No, actually, no, that's horrible. That's yeah. a horrible way to say that. Yeah, you're beginning to make me wonder if I should be advertising for somebody else to do the pod. <laughs> Rob, maybe <All> right. good. <laughs> oh, come on. I listened to that on Friday and I was just sat there going, traitor. <laughs> we had, I had a little joke about it actually with uh, with Rob and Alan, my mates in the uh, in the studio beforehand, saying how I'd given you a bit of stick. And Rob said, "Yeah, no, I listened." He's like, "Oh wow, you actually you do listen? I like that. It's quite good." So, Rob, if you're listening, I do think you're a proper journalist. <laughs> He'll get that. It's a pri- private joke. Okay, cool. Right, private joke between friends, is it? I get it. Yeah, between pod friends. Okay, cool. Right, well, give us a wave next time you see me, Rob, because I'm only a few rows above you. Um, I gave you a rave on the radio, didn't you say it? Get- uh, I've got something to plug, by the way. Oh, go for it. Never, ever buy a computer from PC World. <laughs> yeah, I'd, given that... Given that this is either going to be a long podcast or a five-minute podcast with some references to stuff that nobody really gets... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd second that. Um, we, we may have had some issues this week. Hopefully we've managed to salvage everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, Let's see. I think that's fair. Right. 
We'll see you next week. Hopefully, still in the draw for the third round. Actually, the draw will have been made by that point, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see you next week. And uh, Craig Robertson, love you, man. <laughs> see you later, guys. Bye. The 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.